the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Immovable and unshakable in your faith. We'll help you out with that next on Times of Refreshing. When the going gets tough, the tough get going. Does that describe you? Or do you find yourself waffling, wavering, and running the other way when things get a little tough? Well, if that is the case, we have some help for you today as we continue our study in God's Word. Message called Maintaining a Strong Conviction out of Acts chapter 5, verse 17. We're here to help you with that today. This is Times of Refreshing with Pastor Napoleon Kaufman from The Well, a Christian community here in Livermore, California. Join us, won't you? Again, Acts chapter 5 and verse 17. Here's Pastor Napoleon now with today's program. You know, even when it comes to the laws of the land, they're going to change. But God's law doesn't change. His standard doesn't change. What he said doesn't change. Well, pastor, you need to be more contemporary. And this is the 21st century. I don't care what century it is. This word is for yesterday, today, and for tomorrow. Can I have an amen? And for thousands of years. God's word is always yes and it is amen to the glory of God the Father. It is always relevant. It is always now. God's not, word is not confined to time. It is. It is. It is. It always will be. And we have to get this in our minds that it doesn't matter what the culture thinks is acceptable. What people think is right. We always have to go back to the Bible. What does the Bible say about this particular situation or circumstance? What does it say about marriage? What did God say about about raising kids? What did God say about how we work on our jobs? What did God say? What does his word say? It doesn't matter what my friend says. It doesn't matter. And and if you're preaching the Bible, I want to hear what the Bible has to say about this. You can't turn it just because people, it it, it was going to be more comfortable for people. The issue is, is what does God say? He said, we rather, he said, we got to obey God rather than men. And that's how you get a strong conviction. This is how we maintain it, is we go back to the one who saved you. Go back to the one who redeemed you. Go back to the one who purchased you. Go back to the one who established you. Go back to the one who called you. The one, back to the one who delivered you out of bondage and all your sin. Go back to him. But what we do is we go, we, we, we start looking, well, you know, well, Johnny, you know, it's okay, Johnny, it's okay, Johnny. It's all right, you know. You know, we don't want to be offensive. We don't want to hurt anybody's feelings. And, you know, my intention is to hurt anybody's feelings. But sometimes the word is going to hurt your feelings. The word is going to hurt your feelings. But it's going to heal you real good. Can I have an amen? It's going to hurt you. And I've been, I've been around this thing for a while now. And I know it, God will break you down. Woo, I've been there many times. God will break you down. 
until you finally say, well, then kill me then. God said, I'm not going to kill you. I'm going to raise you up. And you're going to be better. You're going to love more. You're going to worship more. You're going to study more. You're going to pray more. You're going to lean on me more. You're going to trust in me more. I'm going to take all your independence and I'm going to make you completely dependent upon me. Can I have an amen? But that's the safest place you could ever be in your life. It's right in the hand of the master. And for all of us, we have to see that when it comes to us walking with God, we're going to confront this on a day-to-day basis. We're going to confront, are we going to do what God says, or are we going to do what's comfortable and what man says is okay? Jesus looks at Peter, and he says, get behind me, Satan. For you are mindful of the things that be of man and not the things that be of God. And this is what the devil does. He, makes, he tries to get us mindful of the things that be of man. And he blinds us to the things that be of God. Jesus saw it. He said, you mean well, but this cross is necessary. You mean well, Peter, but you don't even understand. This, this, this area that I'm going into is necessary for you and for the whole world. But oftentimes, we give in to what man is saying instead of staying focused on what God is saying. And we got to know it's something that God's saying. We got to know it's something that this is what the Bible says. Don't give me your opinion. Show me some scriptures. And not just one. Because out of the mouth of two or three witnesses, let every word be established. Can I have an amen? Amen. And so what happens is, we want to make sure from... From a, from a biblical standpoint, that we're staying in that place where we're saying, God, we rather obey you than men. These people's life is in the balance. They're sitting here as apostles of Christ. They're standing for these people. They know they're justified in the sight of God, but they have to make this clear. I'm going to stand with God. Saints, stand with God. It doesn't matter if it's children, family members, Co-workers, bosses, church folk, stand with God. And this is how we maintain this. We've got to go back to Him. Okay, what did God say? And this is what the first thing that Apostle Paul, I mean that, that Apostle Peter does, and I love this. Verse 29, but Peter and the other apostles answered and said, we ought to obey God rather than men. Look at verses 30 and 31. These are great. It says, The God of our fathers raised up Jesus, whom you murdered by hanging on a tree. Him God has exalted to his right hand to be prince and savior, to give repentance to Israel and forgiveness of sins. I want to read that again. The God of our fathers raised up Jesus, whom you murdered by hanging on a tree. Him God has exalted to his right hand to be prince and savior, to give repentance to Israel and forgiveness of sins. Point number two is we have to always remember the work of the cross. This is important. We have to always remember the work of the cross. Number one. We have to obey God rather than men. Number two, we have to always consider the work of the cross. 
when it comes to maintaining a strong conviction. Because at the heart of it all, this is where it starts. I have to be fixed in my belief that Jesus died for my sins. That Jesus was buried for my sins. And he was raised to the right hand of the Father for my justification. The work of the cross. And this is what he's citing. He's citing what happened. He's saying, you guys killed him. But God raised him to the right hand of the Father. And he's he's reciting to them the work of the cross. And it's the same thing for us when it comes to maintaining a strong conviction. Because when you're convinced of Jesus' death, burial, and and resurrection, which is really the the, the summary of the gospel, that's going to help you to maintain a sense of courage when you know that he went the distance for me. And my heart is to go the distance for him. I remember the work of the cross. Everything that Jesus did to secure victory for me in my life. He did it through the cross. And it's our responsibility to make sure that we never lose sight of that. And that helps us to push through all of the fog and the murkiness and all the stuff that's going on around us from a cultural standpoint and have this position of boldness and courage and strength. But you'd be, su- be surprised how, uh, uh, how many people don't know the gospel and aren't fully convinced in the power of the gospel. The simplicity of Jesus' death, burial, and resurrection and how powerful that is for us. Jesus died for my sins. He was buried. He rose and he's sitting on the right hand of the Father as my advocate, as my high priest. He stands on my behalf. He is a representative of humanity. Those have been redeemed sitting right on the right hand of the Father. He is the justifier. And for all of us, we have to see this. So when the devil comes to bring accusation against us, we have to know that we have an advocate. That we have been justified. We have been freed from blame. And that it is Jesus. He's the one who stands before our our side. And I think it's all of us here. We have to stop and say, man, do I really know this? Because if I can get this down in my spirit, it'll help me to deal with all the cultural sways and pressures and life's issues and things that go on in the culture and how the devil is suddenly trying to change the gospel to to look totally different than God's original intention. And the enemy is trying to put pressure on the church to compromise and to bow down and to back down and, and don't be so, man, you guys are being so religious and you're being this. No, we just want to stick to the book. Want to stick to the book. Apostle Apostle Peter and these apostles, this is what helped them in the first century church. Now, it's amazing how we we get off this mark in our lives in the 21st century. We get off this mark and we think that we have to do something different. Instead of just doing what was done. These people said, we're going to obey God and we're going to never lose sight of the work of his cross in our lives and for our lives. This strengthened them. Now we got to have 55 counselors before we feel strong. Saints, get back to the, get back to the cross. Get back to the cross where this is, man, this is where God found me. and This is what he did. 
And, and any convincing outside of that, it should, it should all spring from that point. Because all of us need people to counsel us and in a multitude of counselors' safety. But at some point in time, you can't just depend on that. You got to know this down in your spirit and be fully convinced. Can I have an amen? You got to be convinced. I have to be convinced that, man, if I'm sitting in a jail cell by myself, I'm not budging. Let me say this to y'all. Right now, our brothers and sisters in other countries are dying. Because they refuse to deny the Lord. They're dying. We get a toothache and we feel like we're being persecuted and we go off and, and, and I got a toothache. The Lord is taking me through. Oh, Lord Jesus. I'm not going to make it. Where are my Jack Daniels? I need Jack Daniels. You're not calling on Jesus. You're calling on Jack Daniels. Jack Daniels. Where are you at? And I'm saying, do we understand, saints, do we understand these people were in jail? We have Christians right now in, in other countries. Our brothers and sisters, because they refuse to deny the Lord. Say, I'm not budging. You'd kill me. But I'm going to stand with Jesus because I cannot deny the work of the cross in my life. And in this country, we got to get, especially as saints, saints we got we to get, get a little gritty and get this thing really down in our spirit that when it comes to my walk, I am fully convinced, I have, been, I have a strong conviction, I am not budging no matter what. And I'm going to stand for Jesus Christ because he stood for me. Whoo, I just feel this right now. I just feel this right now, saints. I feel this. Because he stood for me. Because he saved me. Because the work of the cross in my life. Because he redeemed me. I'm going to stand for him. And I'm not trying to minimize people's pain because people go through things. But saints, we got to look at the big picture. We have to really look at the big picture. Say, what kind of Christian am I? Am I willing to stand? Do I have a conviction? This is what they had. He says here in verse 31. He says, him God has exalted to his right hand to be prince and savior, to give repentance to Israel and forgiveness of sins. And look at verse 32. He says, and we are his witnesses to these things. And so also is the Holy Spirit whom God has given to those who do what? Obey him. This is the third point. When it comes to developing and maintaining a strong conviction, we must never forget that God has called us to be witnesses in the earth. Witnesses in the earth. Witnesses testify of that which they have seen or that which they have heard. When God has become a reality to you, and this is what I said just a few minutes ago, when God's, you can't deny, you can't deny his work in your life. Our job is to say, and this is how we maintain this. And, and part of that is doing that, is, is confessing that, is releasing that and letting people know. It helps to strengthen the conviction in your heart when you begin to, to, to talk about what God has done, to testify of what God has done, and to be a witness of what God has done. I don't know what you saw, but I know what I saw. I saw Jesus come into my life. And I saw him 
changed my life. And I saw him forgive me of my sins. I saw the work. I can't deny what he's done. When you have this kind of conviction within you and you start to communicate that, it does something for other people. Are you really a witness? Are Are you a testifier of what God has done? When people look at you, when they look at me, do they see a witness? Somebody that is a witness of Jesus Christ's work. And I love this because he said, you're not just a witness by yourself. He says, but the Holy Spirit is working with you to witness. He says, and we are, are his witnesses to these things. And so also is the Holy Spirit whom God has given to those who obey him. So now the Holy Spirit is working in conjunctions with us to make sure that we're witnessing of God's goodness and His work and the things that Jesus Christ has done for our lives. Have we stopped and said, Holy Spirit, I want to partner with you in making sure that we witness and and are witnesses of the things that that Jesus Christ has done. This is what I want to do. I'm I'm walking with you. There's no way in which we're going to see God effectively use us and change the world if every time we're confronted with some type of pressure over a doctrine or a position we back off of that we move the needle we we take the we take the punch out of our message we say ah but we can we got to testify of those things which we have heard and seen and the things in which jesus christ has done and the holy spirit empowers us to do that and he brings confirmation these individuals were willing to do that in the midst of great opposition but how do we stand? Let, let me ask you this, and I'm saying this to myself. What does our witness really look like as Christians? What does it look like? I mean, we, we tell people we're Christians, I'm saved, I love God, yes, yeah, praise the Lord, amen, 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 amen. But when people sit back and look at us, what does the witness look like? Because you're not just asking, for all of us, we're not just testifying of what he has done we're also witnesses of what he is doing in our personal lives we're saying he's alive well where is he at i know he's not with you in the club i know he's not with us when we're lying on people i know he's not going to be hanging around for too long if we if we cheating on our wives I know where he's not hanging around. He's not real. He's not really involved when we cheating on our husbands. Ladies, don't think I wasn't going to get y'all too. Because I heard some amens over here. He's not, he's not in that. And then we, well, you know, I love the Lord. Well, wait a minute. You're, you're a witness of him and, 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 and all this. And yes, he's, he's working on all of us. I know that. But at the end of the day, Are we really being effective witnesses and that being that kind of witnesses? uh, 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 Let me say this. When your words are are backed up for your by your actions. That's what completes the package. So that guy right there. Man, that woman, the guy right there, man, she's she's she really walks with Jesus. How you know? Because I watched her. I watched her, and she don't even have a I love Jesus bumper sticker either. (laughs) She be walking with Jesus, man. And for all of us, we have to stop and say, am I helping my conviction by really allowing God, through the influence of the Holy Spirit, me to become 
a true witness. He says here, he says here, and we are his witnesses to those things, to these things. And so also is the Holy Spirit whom God has given to those who obey him. Saints, we're in a time now, which I don't believe is a time to be fearful, but it is a time to have understanding. Where the devil is being very, very crafty. And he is trying to, in this country, get churches all over the world to really get the message going in a way that, like I said earlier, it takes the punch out of the gospel that really brings conversion in a person's life. Very rarely do you hear in a church the words repentance. Very rarely now within American culture do you, ha- do you hear you know, a pastor say, man, I had to rebuke somebody over this. But when you pick up your Bible, this is, this, is, this is the stuff that was going on to help people get to a place where they fully gave their lives over to Christ. People are coming to churches, and I'm just, let me share my heart with you. People are coming to churches, and they're, they're joining, the, they're, they're getting involved with the, with the group, but they're not getting converted. And for all of us, we have to stop and, and really just examine You know, where am I at? Do I have a strong conviction in my faith? Or can my friend convince me that it's okay to do things that are uh, contrary to God's will? Am I I willing to bring down the standard just so I can feel comfortable, my friends will feel comfortable? Or am I willing to leave it there and just say, God, I I can't get there by myself, but I know you empower me to get there by your spirit. Because when we start tampering with God's word and start twisting it, just to appease people then we're missing out on the fullness of what God wants to bring into our lives and saints you and I have to maintain a strong conviction because there's going to come a day and we see it now well people we see it now people are starting to call good evil and evil good and we have to stop and say no I'm sticking with Jesus and with his word I'm going to obey God rather than man. I'm going to remember the work of his cross. And I'm also going to to keep in mind that it's my job to continue to be a witness. And as I do this, God, you're going to help me to maintain this conviction. And there may be trouble. There may be time, just like these individuals. But but at the end of the day, if you got to break me out of prison by, by releasing an angel, you'll do it. If you got to raise me up from the dead, you'll do it. If you got to, if you got to shut down a whole city like you did for the, with, with Peter and with Apostle Paul, you'll do it. But at the end of the day, am I willing to maintain a strong conviction? I want to challenge all of us here and me as your pastor. I want to challenge us here today, saints. Don't let go of your conviction. Everybody may go in a different direction. You don't go in that direction. Stay firm with Jesus. We have people in this church, and I tell them all the time. We have, you guys know this. We have people in this church that are very influential. God has blessed them with great platforms. They have, they get an opportunity to be before people. Don't compromise. Stand for Jesus. In the midst of you, 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 I don't care what stage. We got professional athletes. We got CEOs of corporations. We got people running, you know, major corporations. All that stuff. Stick with Jesus. 
The same Jesus that got you there is the same Jesus that will keep you there if you make sure that you stand with your convictions. And don't let any, anybody intimidate you out of God's purpose. These apostles, they wouldn't budge. And God used them mightily. Read chapter 6. Read the rest of chapter 5. Amazing what God will do. And I'm going to close by saying this. Saints, if you will stand with God, He will stand with you. You're listening to Times of Refreshing with Pastor Napoleon Kaufman from The Well, a Christian community here in Livermore, California. As we close out our time together today, we invite you to reach out to us. Let us know that you're listening and this program is encouraging you on a daily basis. We'd love to hear from you. Now, there's a couple of ways you can reach out to us. By phone, of course, and that number is 925-292-7800. Again, 925 925- 292-7800. Or write to us, Times of Refreshing, 2333 Neeson Drive, Livermore, California. The zip code is 94551. While we would normally invite you to join us here on campus for worship services, we're not able to do that. So what we would invite you to do is join us online. Now, there are three ways you can do that. You can either visit our church app, and if you don't have that on your smartphone or your tablet, you're more than welcome to visit your favorite store and download it for free. Or go to our website, thewellchurch.net. Or visit our YouTube channel for our weekly message at 1030 in the morning. Pastor Napoleon will share a message from the Lord just like he used to with his program, Hope of Glory. And we're praying and standing on his truth during this time and remembering God is in control. For God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. Thank you again for spending time with us here today on Times of Refreshing. Until next time, God bless.